Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. What's up, what's up, and what is happening, everybody, and welcome into episode 157 of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm here once again with my co-host, Dustin Smith. We're here to talk some Auburn sports. We know what happened yesterday in the Iron Bowl. Auburn comes up short, 49-27, to in Tuscaloosa to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Can't wait to get Dustin's thoughts on that. Then we're going to kick it over here to the hardwood. The Auburn Tigers pick up a huge victory in the jungle today over St. Louis. It's going to pay off come March. Put that one on the resume. Wendell Green Jr. comes from behind with some big shots down the stretch. And let's give a big shout-out to Jalen Williams. Number two is that dude. Where would Auburn be without number two this year? Jalen Williams, appreciate you, big fella. Keep hooping out there. Keep hooping. Uh, you deserve all this. You deserve this shout-out, man. Uh, keep getting after it. And Bruce Pearl and the boys are still undefeated so with that being said uh we're going to show our appreciation to belly up and then we're going to get dustin in here and we're going to get this thing going war damn eagle everybody thank you for listening to this belly up sports podcast network product some said we go belly up so we made it our name and we're still here Welcome back in, everybody, and tonight we're here with Dustin Smith. We're excited to have him, like always, every Sunday night, uh, coming at you guys, talking a little Auburn sports. Man, Dustin, how's your Sunday been? Personally, it's been great. The sports fan of me is hanging on by the red, brother. <laughs> oh, man, the Bucks, man. What happened with the Bucks today, Dustin? Uh, I did something that really angered the football gods, and... They are punishing me. I got to figure out what it is and repent. This is terrible. <laughs> well, man, uh, AU played a little basketball today up in the jungle, man. Come out with a 65-60 to victory. Uh, Auburn moves to 7-0. and Man, did you, get to, did you get to catch any of that today? Yeah, no, I had the dual TVs going because you know, I started at 2. And, and mm-hmm. uh, right about the time the Auburn game tip off, Tampa started choking it away. So, uh, yeah, I got it. And, uh, look, man, St. Louis is a tough team, and we saw that last year. So I think it's a solid win for us today. Yeah, man, um, talk a little bit about talk a little bit about the first half, Dustin. Uh, I, know, um, I know the second half got a little hairy, but let's start in the first half, man. Um, who, were your, who were your biggest contributors in the first half for the Auburn Tigers today? I thought Wendell Green kind of came out and set the tone. And Jalen did uh, Jalen did Jalen things. Mm-hmm. He just did all the little things. You know, he was making the big plays, and uh, 
the crowd. Like that was, I know the announcers made a made a point to talk about it several times. Uh, it came out with some energy, and that was something I was kind of worried about, uh, just based off of it being the break and all that, and you know, students not being there and everything like that. But it was it was a packed house, and they were loud, and definitely made a difference. Yeah, Dustin. Um... Going into that second half, man, it was just back and forth, um, just just uh, lead change after lead change, man. But down the stretch, like you said, Wendell Green Jr. come up with some big shots, man. Uh, just talk about his overall performance today and what really stuck out to you uh, down the stretch for Auburn to get this victory today over St. Louis. We shot better free throws than they did in the second half. They mm. were terrible from the free throw line. Mm. And in a game where you win by five, that's crucial. So we hit more of our free throws than they did. Um, just as far as Wendell goes, that's what you know. That's what we're going to need. We're going to need him to take that on the road. Uh, it's a lot easier to do it at home. I'm not trying to take anything away from him. He was very clutch. Um, I think he's improved a lot defensively this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not. He's always going to have the deficiencies because of his size. But he's really getting the passing lanes and disrupting stuff and causing havoc, and he's making smart decisions on the defensive end. And when the game got tight, he made he made his shot selection was fine. Uh, there was took one bad three I didn't like, but um, he was wide open. So it is what it is. Uh, but overall, man, I thought he was clutch and he handled his business, and so was KD. When it really got hairy, uh, KD just kind of tucked the ball into like a running back. And went to the basket a couple times. Missed a big defensive place as well. Mm. So that's what we need out of that backcourt, man. Gotta have it. Yeah, they stepped up down the stretch, Dustin. Uh, Wendell Green Jr., man, he absolutely brought it with 22 today. Uh, was big-time clutch. Like you mentioned, KD Johnson with a couple nice drives there. He had nine. Uh, he stepped up in a big way. One thing that I was concerned about, Dustin, uh, like always that you know we always talk about this man Auburn they shoot 18% from 3 man uh 3 of 16 total man they did shoot 40% from the field 24 of 59 uh on the day but man 18% from 3 and they shot 63% from the free throw line they shot 14 of 22 from the free throw line Dustin we are lucky we are flat out lucky that St. Louis shot four of fourteen for twenty eight percent from the free throw line, man. Because I'm telling you, this is going to lose basketball games. You hear me? Like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm glad it's a win. All right, I'm not being negative. I'm glad it's a win. All right, I thought the defense played excellent today. I thought the defense played excellent. Uh, St. Louis. Yeah, man, St. Louis is a team that gets up in the 80s every game, all right? They put up 85, 86 points a game, man, and we held these cats to 60, all right? The defense played great, but one thing that is going to lose us games is we can't shoot the three ball and free throws, man. Like, we're just we're not a great free throw shooting team. We're not a great shooting team, Dustin. And it looks so hard offensively. It looks like us in the red zone on the football field. All right, it, that that is how hard it looks, man. Like we struggle so bad to just even get through a set, man. Like like our offense is just pathetic, and. I really just don't know if we have that go-to guy this year. Like, I don't know if we have a guy that we can just throw it to like 10 last year and 10 go get a bucket. And 
you know, I mean, we've had we've had Jalen Williams pop off. We've had Wendell pop off. Uh, we've had Flam pop off. We've had KD pop off. We've had um, uh, Broom pop off. But we've never – we don't have that one guy, Dustin. We don't have that one guy every night that can just go off. And um, I don't know, man. That's concerning. It's super concerning. I don't want to be negative, like I said, because we're 7-0. and We won 65-60. to This is a huge win. St. Louis is a quad one type of win. All right, This is going to speak volumes in March on the resume. People are going to look back at this St. Louis win and say, hey, that's, that's a quality win on the resume for Auburn. So I'm not being negative, but... It's concerning, man. It's shot selection. All right, you're in a you're in a tie game, Dustin. It's a, I can't remember what the score was, but it was like fifty two to fifty two or something like that, man. And all of a sudden, Wendell Green Jr. is he's shooting logo threes. All right, yeah. like come on, man. Come on, we gotta have something. We gotta have something else besides Wendell Green shooting logo threes, Bruce. There's gotta be there's gotta be something else in the playbook, cause I. It's just, it's going to lead to us losing games. And everybody's like, oh, well, stop complaining. We're 7 0. I'm looking at SEC play, Dustin. I'm looking down the road because these games right here against Colgate and, 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 you know, the other teams that we've played, like Brantley and all that, man, come on. All right. That's out of Auburn's league. But when we start getting these tests, like against today against St. Louis, all right. Like I said, we're lucky that they shot four of fourteen from the free throw line. But but next month when you go to Atlanta and play Memphis, all right, those are the kind of games, man. Where like if you play like this again, are you gonna beat Memphis? I I don't know, man. Like that's a tough task, and and that's what worries me is I look ahead, Dustin. So. Um, that is my concerns about today, and we've preached it multiple times since basketball season has started. Uh, Three-point shooting, shot selection, free throws, man. Because we don't even have to talk about the defensive side of the ball. Auburn's locked and loaded there. Right. Yeah, I mean, you look at what Janai did with eight blocks, and KD was just held on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be there. It's Bruce's strength. It's what he does. And it's it's wild to me. Excuse me. It's wild to me to see these offensive struggles, like in the hat when it when the game slows down in the half court, because another strength of Bruce, probably second to the defense, is the inbounds plays, the out of bounds plays. He's always got something creative drawn up to get a good look out of the inbound. Mm-hmm. Why can't we translate some of that? When our, when our guards got the ball at the top of the key, uh, somebody's going to have to step up, Blake. And like you were saying, you know, when the game is tight, I'm the guy. I'm going to take good shots. I'm going to make these shots. Because, um, look, losses are coming. I This roster is pretty much the same as last year's. Uh, even the guys that are gone have been replaced. They've been replaced with guys that have a similar game as them. And I think that this team just kind of is what it is. I think we're going to be one of the best defensive teams in the country and we'll probably be one of the best defensive teams in the country every single year under Bruce Pearl. I think that we're athletic. Uh, 
again, look, Alan Flanagan with seven points tonight and ten boards. Like, we have guys that can do a lot of things, and we, we have the depth, like we've talked about so many times on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deficiencies are there, though. The free throw shooting is a concern, and it's always been a concern for Auburn basketball, mm-hmm. um, minus the Jared Harper and Bryce Brown years. And that's just what it's going to be. We're going to lose games because we struggle to shoot. And we'll see how far we make it in the tournament uh, off of our defense and if a couple of guys can get hot. If we get that window green tonight, if we get that uh, KD down the stretch, yeah. And I look at a guy like Joan Traor, and if I'm just wrong on this one, I'm just going to be wrong on this one. But I just think this kid is super talented. And seven minutes, zero points, two rebounds, and one assist. I'm not sure what's going on there, but and then Chance also only got seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Bruce is going with you know it was a tight game, so Bruce is going with the experienced guys down the stretch there. But I would be shocked if those guys at the end of the season are only getting seven points or seven minutes, excuse me, in these kind of games. So it is what it is, man. I don't see some of these issues getting fixed. Uh, we're going to have to hope that we get right at the right time. And the good thing about our strength is that you can play good defense every night. Mm-hmm. Like So even when you're a good shooting team, there's going to be nice when you're cold. You can play good defense all the time, and then you're going to be in every game if you do that. So it's just like last year. Even when you look back at the games, we lost like Florida and Arkansas and games like that. Uh, they were tie games because mm-hmm. we're just not going to let people score 80, 90 points on us. So... It is what it is, and uh, we just kind of have to. I hope that we stay healthy, and that we just find a way to at least improve a little bit on some of these deficiencies. I I don't see the three point really improving that much. Maybe a little mm-hmm. bit it can, but the free throws is something where it's like, man, y'all got to get that figured out. Yeah, that's something that can improve. That is that is definitely something that can 100%. improve. Uh, is free throw shooting, man. But we're going to kick it over here to the football side of things, Dustin. Uh, congrats to the basketball team. Still undefeated, man. But as we roll over here to the football side of things, man, we, we watched everything that unfolded in Bryant-Denny Stadium yesterday. The Auburn Tigers fall 49-27, to Dustin. Um, man, I want to talk about Robbie Ashford. All right? I, I, you know, look, a lot of people have stayed on this kid's case all year, Dustin. But I think a bright spot for Auburn yesterday was the play of Robbie Ashford. I got on Twitter, and and I had to tip my cap, man. I said, hey, nine played his ass off. He left his body on the field until the very final play, man. The dude, he gave everything to Auburn yesterday and come out early and threw an absolute dot to VAR in in the end zone, man, for for that for that tutter, and then I'm, hell, he had a 24-yard run for a touchdown too to go up seven nothing. And yeah, man, uh, he he, you know, I I know he only went 11 of 23 for 77 yards and a touchdown, but him in the run game and like he he come out on Twitter last night and said I played the entire year hurt, man, and like nobody ever knew that. Like there there was things with my shoulder. And like you had mentioned, Dustin, you called it a couple weeks ago, man. You you said that you thought he was hurt, and he he comes out and last night and he says, "Hey, 
I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want to didn't want to make it a big deal. I was hurt. And so was that affecting his throwing motion? Was that affecting him not being able to complete uh, the easy little, you know, swing routes and screen passes and all those things like that? Maybe so. But yesterday, man, the way he played his ass off for our university, I thought was exceptional, man. Just talk a little bit about Robbie Ashford. Well, like you said, uh, a couple weeks ago, it just became obvious. Um, but one thing that you can't question about Robbie is his heart. And the whole team, this guy's played really hard. Uh, there's a couple of coaches that we're going to talk about in a minute that I sure would have liked to have seen get a hold of Robbie Ashford. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we'll see how that goes. There's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of potential there. And... The one thing, talent and potential are never home runs that a, that a player develops into into that. Mm-hmm. But one thing that helps is when that talent and potential also has the intangibles. Robbie has all the intangibles. I have no question that he's going to get healthy and he's going to work his ass off this summer to have the Auburn quarterback starting job next year. Um, and a lot of young guys played – Throughout the season, a lot of young guys played in the Iron Bowl yesterday. Robbie got to start in the Iron Bowl. So that's only going to benefit him in the future going forward. Proud of him, proud of the way he fought. He was in. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. really bad situation for the majority of the season. He was being asked to run an offense that's outside of his skill set. And it's hard for me to judge somebody when they're not being put in a position to succeed. And we now know that the interim coaches, the assistant coaches, were actually better coaches than the people that were in charge. So it's just hard to judge a guy when he was – he was coached by somebody that was so incompetent and put in a system that was so incompetent and didn't match his skill set at all. So I look forward to him getting healthy. Uh, I appreciate the effort that he put in to the season. Uh, he never gave up. You could tell it always meant a lot to him. He left it all on the field yesterday, and I uh, appreciate the hell out of him for that. And I look forward to hopefully getting a coach in here that can develop him and uh, turn him into the player that we know he can be. Yeah, Dustin, and and I look at I look at Robbie, and he had 17 carries for 121 yards, and that leads me to the offensive line and how they played yesterday. Man, I thought the offensive line absolutely brought it. I know that there was a couple false start penalties. You know, we we had the we had that problem. Uh, I'm not, 
you know, I'm not shying away from that. But as far, but as as far as the run game, man, uh, Jarquez had 11 carries for 134 yards. I know he had a big time fumble that really cost us. But uh, Tank Bigsby had 15 carries uh, for 63 yards, and the Auburn Tigers ran for 318 yards on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Dustin, that right there, man. Uh, Cadillac said we're going to line it up and we're going to play hard-nosed Auburn football. And that's exactly what Auburn did. They found a little success in the second half uh, with the quarterback run with Robbie, man. And I'm just super pleased with the offensive line. Like I said, I know the false start penalties. And and I'm not saying that this offensive line was great all year. Okay, but for Auburn to go out and run for 318 yards on Alabama, man, that's pretty impressive in my books. Yeah, and there was every week we've seen creative little wrinkles. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of them plays, man. That was this was pretty cool stuff right there. Uh, the fumble with Jarquez was unfortunate. It was kind of a weird fumble, but Jarquez has proved, especially in the back half of this season, that the start of his freshman year that that was no fluke. Mm-hmm. The kid is a flat-out ball player, man. And the thing I love about Jarquez is he just hits the hole. There's no hesitation. There's no BS. There's no pitter-patter. He's coming right at you. And he packs a punch. He'll hit you. He'll jump over you. Mm-hmm. He'll run through you. Uh, he's got the full package, man. So I look forward to him to continue to develop into the player that he can become uh, another guy that – even when we're three and six, you know, four and seven, the guy's flying down there on special teams and making tackles on kickoffs. He's just giving you one hundred percent. And yeah, the the, deb, the the false starts it's so frustrating, dude, because it's done by guys that have played thousand snaps at this point. <laughs> yeah. You know, you see Shanker getting a false start, it's like, dude, how man? How? Um but I'm not trying to be mean. But Blake, it's it's the same guys that have been doing it their whole career. Mm-hmm. It it just is what it is. Uh, but overall, they played physical, they played hard, um, they they brought attitude, and you see the rushing numbers since Cadillac took over. And I think a lot of that is scheme. It's it's attitude, yes. It's intangibles, yes. It's having a coach that believes in you, yes. Uh, Brandon Council was best served probably center. Um, Jeremiah Wright should have been playing. So there's there's some personnel changes that contributed to that. But I think majority the majority of the improvement you've seen over the run game since Cadillac took over was just scheme. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that Will Friend and I Killard and all those guys they did a good job. And this is a forgettable season for a lot of reasons. We finished five and seven, um, but it could have been three and nine. They could have melted in. They could have quit. And, Everybody from the coaches down to the players. And Will Friend's not going to be back at Auburn next year. But the way he finished the year out, uh, he'll be remembered fondly by me. Yeah. Um, I don't know I who. I won't, I won't, disc- I won't like, discredit his failures in recruiting and lack of effort and all that. But mm-hmm. when his, he was feet to the fire, he, he held his own. Yeah, I don't know who's going to be at Auburn next year. Um, 
at, at this point, yeah. but we'll, we'll we'll talk about that here in just a minute, man. But one thing I do want to say is on the defensive side of the ball, I was absolutely wrong the other day, Dustin. You know, I said the X factor in this game was, was our front seven. Could they get to Bryce Young? And they absolutely could not. They didn't get off the bus, Dustin. Uh, I don't even think we put a hand on Bryce Young yesterday. I, I really don't. Uh, and and our secondary suffered from that. Not getting home to Bryce Young. Man, we gave up, what, third and, third and 15, third and 19, um, thir- multiple third and 10s. I, I just – it it was a it, mm, mm, man. It was tough to watch. It was tough to watch because can't bring in three, brother. Can't yep. bring in three. Can't bring in four. And and wild. and Never even even when we did bring five, Dustin, we still couldn't get home. We we yeah. we sent a we sent a corner blitz, man, and had Bryce Young dead in the rights, and, and he just slithered out of it, just like he did in the Texas game, man. Uh, and and Tell you know, player. I watched Cam Riley. Cam Riley come in. Uh, and and he come in on a blitz and and he whiffed Bryce just kind of uh, went to his left a little bit got Cam to to break down and he just ran right past him uh, off to the races Bryce went so we just couldn't get a hand on him man we couldn't um, and and I think that killed us he got to sit back in the pocket dance around for seven seconds and let me tell you something I don't care how good of a DB you are you're not covering somebody for seven seconds eight seconds nine seconds when they get to sense when they get to stand back in the pocket and and play tic-tac-toe all right back there and they can literally bend down and tie their shoes and and pick the ball up and and just do whatever they want to back there they can have a field day back there a db cannot cover somebody for that long i don't care who you are i I don't care it's the it's the toughest position on the football field all right and you you are backpedaling all right, while a man is running a four three coming at you, and you have no idea what way he's going, all right, and you you want somebody to cover him for seven seconds, eight seconds, while while Bryce Young's just standing behind there, uh, behind his offensive line, and he's just circling the field, uh, just just scanning the field, going through his progressions, saying, oh, "Oh, that guy, all right, he's not open, he's not open, he's not open." Well, let me go to my check down over. Oh, he's out in the flat, wide open. All right, and then you know it's just it's tough, man. The D line didn't show up, man, and and that was that was disheartening because because I felt like we stopped the run pretty good. Um, it's just not being and dude, we couldn't get off the field on third down. You know, we yeah. we it it was I'll tough, play, man. Let's play, I would need the ball on first and second down. Yeah. Yeah. We couldn't get off the field in third down, Dustin. That that that, that was here, man. I gotta I gotta actually I gotta look at that, man. Because uh, let me see here. Let me see here. And when you get them in third and long, you know they got a pass. You got them where you want them, dude. They were dude, dude. They were six of nine, six of nine on third down, Dustin. That is insane, bro. Force nine third downs. That's pretty bad in itself. And, and then you couldn't get off the field when you did force an, a third right. down. Um, a third nineteen, they got a third nineteen on us, and they threw for three hundred and forty-three yards. He was twenty of thirty. Mm-hmm. He was twenty of thirty. All right, um, and and 
look, they ran the ball 34 times for 173 yards. Uh, I, you know, that stat right there, I, I think we did a little better job than that from just from the eye test. Right, I agree. But, um, man, just, just, I expected so much from our D line, and, and that's why I said they were the X factor when we did the little, uh, pick them and preview show. Is that's really what it come down to me if we wanted to make it a slimy game, a physical game deep in the trenches, we had to put a hand on Bryce Young, and we just couldn't do it, Dustin. We couldn't, man. No, we didn't. I, I want to ask you a question, and if any of our listeners out there, um, you can hit us up on Twitter and answer this for me. My question is, what is the point in replay review? Mm. Mm, man. You know what, Dustin? You know what? Because cause I, I know what you're talking about here. Um, it didn't matter, but I'm, I'm still pissed. No, it it did matter. All right, It did matter to an, extent, sure. to an extent. It did matter. Now, now were we going to win the football game? Probably not. But was it going to be 49 to 27? I doubt it. Like I, you just kind of took the you took you took the you took the wind out of us there, man. It's like we fell on the football. You ever you ever gotten tackled, Dustin, and you fall on the football and you just lose, yeah, yeah, you, sure. you know, you just lose everything inside of you, man. Uh, it, th- that's what I felt like right there. All right, you know, and and uh, I, I was sitting on the couch and and my dad said they're not overturning this, and i looked at him and, and i said what are you talking about and i said he didn't even come close to touching it and he said blake he said i'm 55 years old he said they are not overturning this not in bryant denny stadium all right not gonna happen all right and and let me tell you something about this dustin like you said if we have replay review then why can't we get it right there is no way in hell you looked at that review and you said that ball hit his hands. There's no way. But you want to know something, Dustin? When it gets sent to Birmingham, Alabama for review, what do you think's going to happen? Neutral site. Oh, who's the home of Birmingham? All right. Who? Where? Where does? Where does majority of Alabama fans reside, Dustin? In Birmingham, Alabama. Where did Pat Dye have to threaten to pull the iron ball out mm. of because mm. they weren't getting it at home? Hmm. Birmingham, Alabama. Come on, man. That's that's what yeah, my sorry, sorry if we don't trust Birmingham. Yeah, that's that's exactly what my dad said. He said, Blake, don't play me for a fool, son. He said, I've been here fifty five years. <laughs> he said, he said it's going to Birmingham, Alabama for review. He said they're not overturning it. He said it's not going to happen. He said that's Alabama's football. And I said, Nah, man, you're crazy. I said there. He didn't even come close to touching it. And then you see you see the, the the video on Twitter when they zoom in, and you are like, "What in the hell? How how can you sit there and make that call?" But then I had to think to myself, Dustin, you want to know why they made it? They talked about it all day on the broadcast. Well, I, I can tell you, I can tell you what they're trying to do. They're trying to back Alabama into the college football playoff. They're trying to back Alabama into the college football playoffs. And if you think that is blasphemy, you're an absolute fool. Because what have I told you multiple times on this podcast is who do you think they want in the playoffs? Do you think they want TCU in the playoffs? No, they are hoping TCU loses so bad. 
All right, they are sitting there saying, "Please, Kansas State, please beat TCU next weekend." All right, because because I don't think it's going to happen either. But because then if TCU if TCU loses, all right, guess what, Dustin? Then you got an argument of who should get that fourth spot. Should it be Ohio State? Should it be Alabama? All right, then you could even throw the, the I, look. I don't think it's a real uh, possibility, but you could even throw Tennessee in there because if if Alabama deserves it with two losses, then why don't Tennessee? All right, even though they had sixty three dropped on them by South Carolina, South Carolina come back and beat Clemson yesterday. So uh, Tennessee has two losses, but they beat Alabama. So you know, then you're going to have a discussion. Dustin is Ohio State. Alabama, who deserves the fourth spot if TCU loses, all right? And that is ultimately what they want. They want to try to find a way to back Alabama into the college football playoffs, and I truly believe that, man. Yeah, don't worry. I'll be watching the officiating in that Big 12 championship very closely. Dude, I'm I'm just telling you, man, like I'm to the point where I think a lot of college football, a lot of the stuff, it's all about money, man. It comes down to just straight up money, and it is, man. It really does. It looks like like when you see stuff like that, Dustin. You're telling me right now somebody had some money on that spread, all right? Like it, it is hard to sit here. Like when people say, when people say like, "Oh, that stuff's rigged," I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, come on," you know. But when you see stuff like that. Come on, man. Like, how do you how do you deny that? Like, you sat here and you went and looked at it on replay and literally come back out in front of 100,000 fans and said, nope, call stands, Alabama's ball. What? Like, you were trying so hard for Alabama minus 22, it ain't even funny. Come on, man. Get over yourself. Like, there's no way that ball touched Keontae Scott's hands. No way. It, it, no. And, and you know, like I said, man, we, we weren't going to win the game. All right? At least I don't think we were. But if you saw in the if you saw late in the third quarter, we started, we started running the football down their throat. And we were moving it, Dustin. We were, we were moving it up and down the field. And there was a couple there was a couple fourth down calls man I, and I wanted to get your I wanted to get your um, answer on this is the two fourth down calls man Cadillac decides to kick field goals all right what are your thoughts on him deciding to kick field goals do you think he should have went for it cuz I know uh one of them was like a fourth and 7 and I think the other one was like what fourth and 5 or or something like that um but I know one of them was kind of fourth and distance. It was like fourth and eight, fourth and seven, fourth and eight, something like that, fourth and nine, somewhere around in there. Fourth and long, let's put it like that. But I think at that point in the game, man, you still like you have to go for it. And I, I, that's why I wanted to ask you, what were your thoughts on that? I'm not going to hold him accountable either way because I feel like mm-hmm. if it was fourth and two, then it's a no-brainer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. They're really going for it. Um, once you get back there to like 4th and 6th, 4th and seven, and he knows that Robbie Ashford is hurt. Mm-hmm. So he knows that Robbie's struggling to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. And you can't really run it. Oh, I mean, even saw there was one time on like third and six, third and seven, I mean, maybe third and eight. We didn't we ran a tall sweep to hang or to tank. And it's just like, man, like we really, we really can't throw the ball. Um. So uh, if it was fourth and shorter or whatever, uh, I understand what he's doing. He's saying, look, we'll get the points because if you go say say you don't say you don't take the points, and then the very next play. You get a sack fumble, mm-hmm. or something like that, or a couple of plays later, something crazy happens. It, it just mm-hmm. say you go on a run, and then at the end of the game, you lose by three, and you're sitting there looking back at that three like, man. So, I get what he's doing there, and because of the distance, I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it either, for real. Um, look, I get it. I get it. Like you said, he knew Robbie was hurt. Was our offense going to pick it up? I don't know, man. Sometimes you just take the points. I feel like I feel like he also kind of kind of saw some people uh, with the previous with the previous coaching staff and everything when he would go for it on fourth down. Some people would kind of uh, you know throw some red flags up and be like, "Oh, why is he going for it there?" You know. And so I think Cadillac said, "Hey, look, let's get Alex McPherson out here. Let's get him some work." You know, he's a true freshman. Let's get him some kicks in a big-time atmosphere. Let's get him out here in front of 100,000 people. Let's see him see a couple balls go through. And I thought that was the right move, honestly. Like, I mean, I thought he should have went for it to an extent. But were we really going to win the football game? Probably not. All right? Did we have a high chance of getting those fourth-down conversions? Probably not. All right? So, I'm not mad at him for running out a true freshman kicker, Alex McPherson, and getting him some work in. And, and hey, what did Alex McPherson do, Dustin? He he booted two of them right down the pipe, all right? So I, I love to see that, man. I think I can live with what Cadillac did in those calls. I'm not mad about it one bit. Um, I saw a couple Alabama fans say, hey, somebody had some money on the spread, you know, because uh, he's basically conceding right there. But I don't think he was conceding. I think he had a plan there, man. And and I'm okay with that because what Cadillac Williams has done for this football program has been uh, – it's been it's been exceptional, man. It's, it's been uh, one of a kind. And Auburn loves him. Auburn thanks him. And I will never forget, as weird as it is to say this, I will never forget the 2022 Auburn Tigers football season because of Cadillac Williams, Dustin. And that is why I'm okay with him kicking field goals right there. I'm not mad about it one bit, man. I'll be honest with you, Blake. I'm glad the football season's over with. Well, Well, my goodness, that was something. Well, Dustin, if if you're glad it's over with, man, what about the coaching? What about the coaching search? I mean, 
Hey, what about what about what about ESPN has us going bowling right now in their projections? I don't know if it's going to happen, but oh boy, oh boy. This is not going to be a popular opinion, and I go ahead and apologize now. Um, not going to be optimistic for the remainder of the show. Mm. Uh, yeah, I would decline the bowl. Yeah, it, it's just let's just let this season be what it is. Yeah, and and let's let we don't I, I don't I don't want to see anymore. Yeah, yeah. My heart can't take it. Yeah, and and you know, Dustin, I I said I said the other day that I would take a bowl uh, since it kind of felt like Cadillac. It was a new season, and 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 I'm okay if they do go to a bowl game. But I I also told you like, hey, you know, I told you all fair. Like, I don't really want us going to a bowl game because I'm with you, man. I'm exhausted. I'm tired now. This coaching search has just blown up in our faces what why do we need to go to a bowl right now man just let it be like let, let's just end it just get it over with man like uh and and really i'm not a participation trophy kind of guy we didn't win six games you know so i get it you know but i did say that a five and seven cadillac team uh a cadillac led team i should say because i I feel like the season started over and Auburn's two and two right now. So, you know, if they do go bowling, I'll be there to support them. I'm cool with it, but I'm kind of with you, man. I think let's just wrap it up. Let's let's you know, let's let's wrap it up, put it in the house, and and not talk about it anymore, man. So, um, the 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 season comes to an end at five and seven. Uh, finish sixth in the SEC West. It was it was a tough year, Dustin. But now, man, you have this coaching search, and all signs are pointing to Lane Kiffin, and we feel so confident. All we're hearing from our beat and and everybody across the country is is everything looks like Lane Kiffin. Uh, I know David Pollock. You know he, there was a video clip of him coming out and saying that he really felt like Lane Kiffin was going to take the job, that he could do wonders at Auburn, and then you know. I I heard other people tweeting about it and saying, man, Lane would just do so well at Auburn. And, you know, I just, I felt like everything we were being told, it was going to be Lane Kiffin. And then where I started feeling that it wasn't going to be Lane Kiffin was the day after the John Sokoloff tweet. And I feel like that right there, when he let out that information, I feel like that had a big part of that blowing up in our faces, Dustin. And what are your thoughts on the whole Lane Kiffin fiasco and everything that went on? And the I've just the the Twitter beef between Ole Miss and Auburn, like everything has just been so exhausting. And let me tell you something, man. I was one of the biggest Lane Kiffin fans. I've been screaming for Lane Kiffin, Dustin, for months. I mean, I remember back in September screaming, hey, man, Lane Kiffin needs to be the next head coach at Auburn. And the way he handled this with leaving Ole Miss on the edge and just kind of dangling, he dangled Ole Miss football over the edge of a cliff and was like, huh, I might not be coming back. I might be, I might be pine boxing you. All right. 
And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, well, I'm staying. But apparently, he still hasn't signed a, an extension. So, <laughs> like, what is what is going on? Like, like I mean, what are your thoughts on this, Dustin? Because it's, it's man, it is blasphemy to me. Like, I, 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 even told, I even told Lance, man, I said, I was the biggest Lane Kiffin guy, but now I have, like, this is so immature. And it was all, like, all the Twitter trolling and everything and, and all of the Alabama fans out there who really think, like, they want him as their next head coach. What, do you, what are you going to say when he starts trolling you? Like, I, I just don't get it, man. Like, I thought he was the guy, and then I, I hear all of this, and I'm just, I'm baffled, man. I'm baffled. Like, it was exhausting. Fiasco, brother. Um, couldn't could not have been bought more like from a PR standpoint by Auburn, in my opinion. And you know, as the week started to go on, like, I just you know, I was texting you because all the information that we were getting was that it's Lane Kiffin and that's publicly and privately. Yep. Like everything that was being posted out for the public and then the things that me and you were hearing from people that would know some and, stuff. And 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 everybody. And Dustin. Like the guy I wanna make one thing clear to everybody because I saw a dude on social media the other day he was like oh Blake was acting like you know uh, it was Lane Kiffin the entire time let me tell you guys something this dude that that messages me I'm not gonna say his name because he keeps me up to date with everything Auburn when I ask him a a recruit and I'm like hey man do we have a shot at this guy he hits me back and he's like hey this guy right here, he's coming to Auburn. This guy, he's not coming to Auburn. This guy, he's coming to Auburn. All right, and he's never missed Dustin ever, ever. Anytime I ask him something about Auburn, he immediately hits me back in my DMs and he goes, "Hey man, between me, you, and that fence post, all right, don't tell a soul I told you this, okay?" And I don't. I like. I literally don't like. All I'll do is get on social media and drop gifts. Like I dropped gifts of Lane Kiffin and hey, like Ole Miss fans, like you know you're not the Auburn program, and and still to this day I don't think Ole Miss is. You can't compare Ole Miss to Auburn. I'm sorry, you can't. Like just because Lane, yeah, just because Lane chose to stay at Ole Miss, like don't get it twisted, Ole Miss. Like you're you're not Auburn, so shut up. Okay, so. You know, this guy never misses. And, and for him to just keep me in the loop, I appreciate him. But I was shocked, just like him, when he was like, hey, man, like, the lane stuff, it's it's done, you know. And I was like, wow. And because everybody around Auburn was, even Philip Marshall, Philip Marshall put on 247. He was, he was you know, 90% sure. Like, he thought that, Lane Kiffin was going to be the next head coach. Um, you know, all the all the the mods and and the whole beat thought that Lane Kiffin was the next coach. They even put it out on Twitter, like, "Hey, Lane Kiffin is going to announce Friday that he will be the next head coach at Auburn." I don't really know what happened. Apparently, his daughter and his son don't want him to leave Oxford. I don't believe 
yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. That's just, I don't know. Can I, I tell you why I don't believe that? I don't believe that because his dad is a lifetime coach. Yeah. And his dad has coached all across this country. Yeah. And Lane is a lifetime coach. And he has coached all across this country. And he's not going to, he is not going to be in Oxford longer than two years. And if Jimbo Fisher gets fired, he won't be in Oxford long at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm not buying that for a damn second. Yeah, and and it it was tough for me to buy because too, man, like all this stuff about like I don't know, like wanting to stay here and stay that man. People move every day. Like, don't give me that stuff about the friendships and all. Yeah, like come on, man. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, but hey, if it is true, kudos. You know, you chose family over football. That's great. You know, cool. Like, I will stick up for Lane if you if that really is the reason why. Hey, cool. That that's awesome. Ole Miss found a way to go in and get like a private thing, a private company to add two more years onto this contract or something like that, where to make it. Through the state law, is four years. They got the private thing to add on two more years, so now it's a six-year deal worth nine million a year. Whatever, man. Like, if that's what you had to go through and everything, kudos to you. Um, but now, man, like, who's on the list? Like, I hear, I you know, we saw that Hugh Freeze yesterday. Pete Thamel stood on College Game Day, Dustin, and said and said Hugh Freeze will be the next head coach. For the Auburn Tigers, like they they plan to announce you freeze to you know tonight or early Sunday morning. Yeah, and and now we saw the backlash and everything with Hugh Freeze. I just I don't know, man. Like uh, Will Herring released a video or something. I, I hear on Twitter. I just got a text yeah, saying I to go. I, I I just got a text from one of my buddies. He said, "Man, go listen to it. Go watch it." So uh, I don't really know what was said on the video, but. I know the backlash and everything from Auburn Twitter. I know my mentions were blowing up, telling me I needed to do research about Liberty. Look, I don't, I don't really want to get into it because it's just people have started this whole thing with woke Twitter and and woke Auburn and and all the woke people are saying, oh, we're paying attention to the guys who support Hugh Freeze and everything. Look, I know Hugh Freeze messed up, Dustin. He messed up, all right, and and all the allegations and everything. I I don't know the entire story of what's going on there. I know bits and pieces. I haven't looked anything up, but I just feel like this fan base is making the fan base is the one making the calls. Like it's insanity, dude. It's absolute insanity. So how do you expect? to bring in a big-name coach. Well, you sent the message loud and clear today that the Twitter mob runs Auburn football. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. And it's so ironic because John Cohen stood up there and, and basically said that he was going to kill Jabba. And yep. all John Cohen has done is light Jabba on fire. Now, look, there are people in my DMs right now telling me to calm down. John Cohen's got a master plan. 
And if that's the case, then I'll stand corrected and admit I was wrong. But listen, that right there sounds exactly what the horse and I said to me. Mm. You got to calm down. Horson's got a master plan. No, I'm sorry. I see it. I got eyes. Look like shit, smell like shit, act like shit, probably shit. I'm sorry. I live by that. Because in my life, that's how it's always turned out. And you know it. Uh, you You were in the Twitter conversation with me. I said in the middle mm-hmm. of last week, all the information I have says Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. But I just don't feel like it's going to happen. You got to trust your gut, man. Mm-hmm. Like, you just got to have some sense about you and look around and use your critical thinking skills. And I, I don't, and, and that being said, I don't think there's a master plan. I'm sorry. So, and again, if Dabo gets named, I'll even settle for James Franklin or something at this point. If something like that happens, I will stand up and apologize and say, listen, guys, I was wrong. But it doesn't look that way, does it? Because I'm sorry, the Lane Kiffin was not a smokescreen. You were trying to hire Lane Kiffin and you didn't get it done. Yep. yep. Hugh Freeze was not a smokescreen. You were going to hire Hugh Freeze and you backed out because of emails and tweets. Which now my concern is, what happens to the rest of our athletic programs? This guy is going to have to make hires in the future. Mm-hmm. Stephen Roberts, the new president. Everyone said this guy's all about the sports. He's going to get it figured out. You know what? I'm fired up enough. I'll say it. It's time for Yellowwood to step in. These people don't know what they're doing. And everyone that wants to act like the boosters are bad and evil and all that kind of stuff, I'm sorry. It seems to me like they're the only ones that understand Auburn. Mm. Because I know... Hmm, I gotta be careful. The, this this Hugh Free situation, if the boosters were running, if they had their call, Hugh Freeze would be the coach right now. At, yeah. least, at least the prominent ones that everybody wants to blame. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're trying and, to say. Yeah. And Cohen has made it very clear. He doesn't hesitate to say in every interview, this is my hire. Mm-hmm. Well, Bubba, you better get it right. Because I saw three or four programs name a coach today. Yeah. Now, you fired, we fired Horson a month ago to get a head start. Yet here we sit. It's pathetic. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to act like it's not. It's, it, it is Jabba as Jabba can get. Yep. It never, ever fails. New yep. leaders, new people. Hell, they let us know the boosters are out of it this time. And it's still Jabba. Do you know... That Cadillac Williams is actually thinking about holding a press conference to let the fans know he is not ready for head coach. That's how stupid our fan base is. Mm. It's insulting. Mm. I have Alabama, Georgia, LSU friends, Florida friends, 
that have hit me up and said, has your fan base lost its mind? Hey, hey, my my buddy DG, he literally texted me earlier tonight, and he said, bro, Auburn Twitter controls Auburn sports. And he said, that is wild. And he's a diehard Florida fan. And he said, insane, bro. Everyone sees it. He said, y'all have way too much say-so. He said, and it's crazy that the social media accounts for Auburn sports control the situation the way they do. And he said, it, it's insanity to me. And DG is on this podcast, man. Like he, he, he knows a, a, a lot about sports, man. And, and he is a, he is a, a middle school baseball coach here. He won the county championship here. He, he knows the ins and outs of Florida baseball. He knows the ins and outs of Florida football. Uh, and he will let it be known. He, he texted me tonight and said, Auburn University is an absolute dumpster fire. And, okay, so do I believe that? No, I don't. I really don't because I'm going to take up for Auburn. All right? I'm not going to be – I try not to be super negative when it comes to things like this, Dustin. But when other people, when other fans across the state are saying, hey, you're a dumpster fire, well, guess what? You actually might be a dumpster fire. All right, Hollywood Williams, all right, his dad played at Auburn, all right, he is a sophomore at Saraland High School here in Mobile, Alabama, all right, they're going to the state championship game, they are playing in Auburn, all right, he is committed, he is already committed to the University of Alabama, I got on Facebook yesterday and said, hey, if Hugh Freeze becomes our coach, there could be a possibility the way Hugh Freeze recruits wide receivers and running backs, that this recruitment might not be over. All right? And you know what? The social media world, all right, they just laughed because they were like, hey, it ain't happening. All right? Hugh, now you got turned down my lane, and now... You're gonna get. You're gonna lose Hugh Freeze. So guess what? It ain't happening. His dad laughed because it ain't happening. So that is where Auburn fans have to wake up, man. You have to wake up. And I remember, I remember on this podcast, man, six seven months ago, I said the faster Auburn gets away from family, all right, the Auburn family, dude. You, 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 come on, man. Like, like, we have to wake up. People are talking trash about us. And like, like my buddy DG, Dustin, he said, you're a dumpster fire. So if he's saying it, what do you think Alabama fans are saying? They're laughing at us. Dumpster fire. Dude, when you have Mississippi State and Ole Miss fans calling you a dumpster fire, come on, man. Come on, Dustin. Man, we have to wake up, man. We have to become we have to become about Let me let me I'm not saying this isn't saying hire Hugh Freeze, okay? So don't get it I'm 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 not saying, you know, so if you're listening to this and and you're a Hugh Freeze hater, look I get why you might hate the man, all right? I'm not saying hire him, but we have to go out and make a snag hire, all right? We have to go out and reel a big fish in. We have to 
come to ourselves, look ourselves in the mirror, and say, hey, do you want to win football games at Auburn University? And you have to. I don't beca- think these people care, Blake. I really don't think these people care, dude. Dude, let me tell you something. I, go ahead, go ahead, Dustin. Go ahead. I look and I looked at so last night when all this was going on, mm-hmm. I looked at ten profiles because obviously it was popping off. So I look, I looked at ten people that were all about this no who free stuff, mm-hmm. and. I'm not talking about people that got like 13 followers, mm-hmm. like people with influence. And I looked at it, and you want to know what the common theme was? The majority of these people didn't want to fire Harson. They didn't want Lane Kiffin. They don't want Hugh Freeze. So I asked, what do you want, football genius? Yeah. What do you want? Because... I'm looking at your tweets from when we fired Harson, and you know what they all said? Oh, well, the creed. You can't fire Brian Harson, the creed. <laughs> and then, couldn't hire Lane Kiffin. Because mm-hmm. he didn't want to live at Auburn and the creed and the creed. Let me tell y'all something. That ain't the Ten Commandments. Jesus didn't write the creed. <laughs> I'm not saying there's not good stuff in the creed. But y'all act like I'm supposed to live and die by that. Let me tell you something. I don't spend hundreds of dollars to go to games. Yeah. Hundreds of dollars in gas to get there. Fifty dollars to park. Yeah. Fifty dollars to eat. I spend all that money to yeah. see the creed acted out on the field. Mm-hmm. I come to see W's. Wins. Auburn be successful and score more points than the other team. And I get pissed off and fired up having to explain that to you idiots. Mm. It's ridiculous. And I'm not, I don't want to say you idiots. I'm upset yeah, to, to I know. our listeners because if you listen to this, you vibe with us. I message you guys. Yeah. But like, I know what but you man, mean. It's, 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 it's just insanity, Blake. It's insanity. Mm-hmm. You look at LSU. They were down last year. What'd they do? No hesitation. Here's the buyout, Ed O. We're going to go steal a coach from Notre Dame. College football royalty. We're going to mm-hmm. go steal fo- uh, Notre Dame's coach in the middle of a great season with stuff to still play for. I'm going to go steal his coach and bring him down to LSU. And they won the SEC West ahead of schedule. No hesitation. Yeah. But we aren't capable of doing that because we let the Twitter mobs, the soccer moms, run our program the people that run our program are the people that don't follow recruiting that make fun of recruiting do you know there's a portion of our fan base that makes fun of recruiting i can point them out to you yeah that make fun of recruiting it matters no to them it doesn't i I watched it yes i watched it yesterday in the iron bowl recruiting matters (laughs) recruiting matters You, you see it you see it every week when tanks get tackled behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. But these people don't understand that. What they do is they went to the school, so they're able to say I'm class of this, that, and the other. And then they get on there and they send these emails. When they've been at work all week, they don't listen to the podcast. They don't they're not they don't follow recruiting. They don't keep up with it on the day to day. Yep. They tone it in on Saturday. And listen, I'm not knocking you. 
you support your team and that's good. But like I've used the example a million times and always will. You're not going to see me talk too much about politics, boss, because I don't know nothing about politics. Mm -hmm. And some of y'all need to sit back because you don't know nothing about ball. And you're killing this program. You're killing it. Mm -hmm. Playing the creed and you're killing it. That that's my thing, Dustin. Is is you know a lot of people. Oh well, we got to have an Auburn man, and <laughs> no, no, we have to have a winner. And let me tell you something. I, I, I look. I hate to I hate to go this route, but our rivals, Mal Moore, the late great Mal Moore, the athletic director for the University of Alabama, he flew his ass down to Miami, Florida, and he stayed down there for two days, and he didn't get back on the plane until he had Nick Saban himself on the plane with him because he said, I'm tired of Alabama losing football games. He said, I'm sick of it. So guess what? You and Miss Terry are coming back to Tuscaloosa, and you're taking this job. All right? Auburn. Listen to me. You have to go get a big fish. When I get on Twitter and I say, "Man, no way we hire Brian Johnson," guys, I'm not. I'm not knocking Brian Johnson as a football coach. That is not what I'm doing. I am knocking Auburn for thinking they can hire Brian Johnson in this situation. It can't happen. It can't. It can't. There is no way Auburn can hire Brian Johnson in this situation. Point blank, period. There is no way you can take a chance like that. But if Lane Kiffin isn't the guy, then you have to hire Hugh Freeze. As far as the Hugh Freeze stuff, it's bigger, buddy. To me, it's the fact that, say it's not Hugh Freeze. Yeah. Insert candidate C. It's the fact that you, that, that you were going to hire Hugh Freeze. And then you you backed out on the decision that you thought was best for the program because of the Twitter mob. That's my problem with it. Mm. Yeah, and and I don't know, man. I don't know. It it's it's frustrating. And but here we are again. Here we are again. Now I don't know where we go. I really don't. I don't know where we go. But man, look, we're gonna wrap this one up. Um, Dustin, uh, I'll give you your your final words, your final thoughts on this episode, man. The floor is yours. It's it's very frustrating. I'm sorry for the tone tonight. No, you're good, uh, man. I get it. We we spend money on this, man. We spend all time on this. This we've discussed it before. I'm not ever going to apologize for my passion, Mm -hmm. and I want to make this very clear. Um, this isn't. It wasn't. It's not about. Hugh, it's not about Hugh Freeze, the person for me. It's about the principle of it. You just, like I just said, you decided on something and then you backed out of it. So now, like, this is the second, because I wasn't in favor of Kevin Steele, but this is the second time in a row where a portion of our fan base has decided to hire. That is not how a good program works. Yeah. And for everything that we've accomplished, the mm-hmm. night versus Texas a and for the message we sent to the nation that night. Mm-hmm. We killed it this weekend. We tore all that down and replaced it back with Samuel Java, and now the same national narrative about them more than ever. Yep. I was messaging back and forth all weekend with a guy that Auburn is actively recruiting. Guess what? 
he won a few frees. <laughs> he's not impressed. He's not impressed with the last twenty four hours. Hmm. Uh, the negativity, the quote unquote family, the quote unquote the creed, is killing this program. And I'll leave it with this. You know, somebody screenshot my Twitter bio and because I have a Bible verse in there. Mm-hmm. And they said, for somebody saying we should hire Hugh Freeze, it's kind of crazy that you claim to be a Christian. And I got a, lot, a long giggle out of that. And all I'll say to that is, don't open up that Bible because there's a lot in there about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. So careful on that high horse, Auburn family. Mm. Mm. Man, Dustin. Long fall off. Yeah. Um, look, man, I mean, um, I'm not sure where this thing goes, man. And the more I, I see people talk about it and, and – uh, I, I just, I don't know, man. It looks like the mods and the and the writers, they don't know either. So uh, we're no, in for... No, no, they don't. Hey, recruiting websites are recruiting websites. They don't know nothing about a coaching search. Like, we, we just don't know, man. We're up in the air right now. It's going to be an interesting week, Dustin, but I'm sure we'll have another episode. And, and when there is breaking news of who Auburn's next head coach will be, I'm sure we'll be on top of that. So, uh, man, I, I appreciate you joining me tonight, and I'll leave you with a war damn eagle, brother. Yeah, war eagle, brother. And we'll catch you on the next one. We're out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 